Hey, it's A24. Thanks to everyone who listened to episode one. We've been reading your emails and appreciate all the feedback. For this episode, you're going to hear a conversation between two friends and collaborators of ours, who also happen to be longtime friends with each other. They describe themselves as the kind of people who would listen to an A24 podcast, not the people you asked to follow the Barry and Greta episode. But if you've ever watched their stand-up specials or television show, you understand why we wanted you to hear this conversation between comedian Gerard Carmichael and comedian-turned-filmmaker Bo Burnham. Bo's first film, Eighth Grade, comes out this summer. And before we recorded their conversation, we invited Gerard to a screening. The first thing he said was, what if I hate it? I'm supposed to tell Bo I hate his movie on the A24 podcast? We said, just see the movie and we'll figure it out. And we think we did. Hello, 12 <laughs> kids at NYU Gallatin. Thank you for tuning in. I'm so glad I, they're listening to this. They're getting ready to go out, go to class, perhaps. I don't know uh, where to start. I I, I want to. I don't want to sound like uh, unnatural. We should we should start by saying we're 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 following up uh, Greta and Barry. They were really? the first episode. We are the oh, we are the second episode. Damn it! So we go from. Academy Award nominees to basically two, two of the Variety's ten top comics to watch 2011. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, we have fallen off an absolute cliff of prestige. Oh, dear God, dear God, we are uh, we are not prepared. Yeah, yeah, we are not. Um, <laughs> you will not be as fulfilled as you were from that interview. Uh, but maybe, that, hopefully, a we're we're the type of people that would listen to an A24 podcast. Here's the thing. Right? This is so. this is the thing that I, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know how we should sound are you like do you want to be inspired i don't think we got that. yeah i think episode one and three will be for that next they'll probably have who knows yorgos lanthimos and some crazy you know but for this i think this and is for this the is people we, we're is... one of we're we're of the people we're friends yeah we're friends we, we we've known each other for a, a while we're in my house a mansion in the hollywood hills it is a can very you, lovely can you home. see the griffith observatory Oh, it's oh, it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's no, great we're not. here. It looks like La La Land. Yeah, we're we're. I'm not in a mansion in Hollywood Hills. We are we, at we are at 8:45 Sweets Avenue. <laughs> we're, we just send somebody. Yeah, yeah we're not send there. Somebody actually, straight. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let, knock on the door. Feel free to say hi. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, we're uh, we're here. We're at Bowles. This is a uh, very uh, exciting to sit down and talk. Uh, where I think we should start is that uh, you have a new film, which I was lucky enough to see uh recently that is really really incredible really incredible and no it's like an awesome complete piece of work i (laughs) am uh jealous in a very real way like in a like like cold water in the mirror type of way (laughs) just like all right it makes you question yourself the movie comes out in mid-july i think it's It's called eighth grade (laughs) about the movie this was such the opposite direction that anyone would ever expect what the fuck like it's yeah, insane yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. which makes it like that i mean it's crazy like a 13 year old girl yeah. is such an insane <laughs> thing right right like yeah, so, yeah. Uh, to focus yeah, and to yeah. get right is you know what well, yeah. i what i i assume yeah i don't know what either. Either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah well it's like these are my dogs that's that's mm, Mona and Bruce Mona running Bruce. around barking upstairs. <laughs> they're having fun. They're, they're so they're, they're revved up by the quality of conversation. Yeah, very fun. Um, yeah I don't know. We, we, we talk about this a lot. Um, 
you know, we have a lot of conversations in this house that are unspeakable and so <laughs> glad that I'm sure Alexa could end our careers if oh, she no, were yeah, to yeah, spill. Very easily. Very <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I spent a lot of time trying to talk about whatever the internet or whatever, like the current moment felt like to me. And I, my angle into it, which a lot of comics like angle is, was being ironic and being crazy and being edgy. And uh, I kind of just reached the end of that and got really, really tired of it. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, all right, I want to do something new and I want to do something that's scary to me and exciting. And, And it really was the scariest thing to me was to do something like, so so vulnerable and bare and uncool and and emotional that it just felt right it was a thing that was sort of like on the edges of my stuff before but it was yeah. all sort of couched in you know wacky ironic crazy stuff you know Could you just go direct yeah just just like it felt like why not why not try to uh i don't know it's it's just it's obviously a really weird moment you know yeah in, in the world yeah and and we obviously sort of both struggle with I, I don't know how you talk how do you talk about a moment that is already a parody of itself you know what I mean how yeah. do you talk about something that is already so silly how do you make fun well, of a culture that that Old Spice commercials make fun of the culture Geico commercials make fun of you know what I mean it yeah. sort of feels like to well, me at well, least it, that it's such a disruption to art it's in a really dangerous place I I, I think because it's like you know, what is that? You mean the culture is or? Well, yeah. Well, art, the things that we make, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like everything from talk shows to movies to everything, because it's like, you know, I always look at it like a talent show, right? Where you, right. you just want to like bring a unique, different talent than yeah. the next person. And you yeah. just like, you're just we're all bringing our product to this world sphere and you want it to be different and unique. Yeah. And then like, you know, people's ability to just kind of echo and like reduce themselves to like sassy yeah <laughs> everybody's yeah. like kind of they're just being like sa- like it is it's not as creative yeah. as i know we can be well and the sassiness right i mean like sassiness is running the world right now i'm just saying who is more i mean sassy might be a weird word but but, but, but who is but, but who you know is, what i'm saying it's almost how it sounds it's like it's not a new way in it, it, it's like for me it's it's how do you satirize the when when the world is insane how do you how do you poke fun at, at i mean i'm just trying to say trump without saying trump you yeah know what I mean? know, but no, but it's listen, like yeah. i don't know talking i want to talk about the internet obviously and mm-hmm. like it felt like i feel like the way the internet's being talked about is sort of on the internet's terms you know what i mean people talk about the internet like oh man it's you go viral or your naked pictures leaked or whatever and then they do a a a, a piece about the internet that's moving at the speed of the internet trying to deconstruct the internet and actually like the the antidote to the internet is actually like something more boring and sad and still and i'm not saying hopefully not my my, my movie's not boring but but it's um do you you know what i'm saying it's it's that weird um i don't know i can't tell the difference between the things and the satire of the thing anymore. So I just felt like, uh, man, I, that sort of ironic winking game is mm-hmm. sort of dead. Well, because by the time you comment on the internet, you're already behind. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, and like the internet absorbs a, those comments. Yeah. I'm saying like it, the internet culture is inherently self-referential crea- and ironic. Creators, creators' fear of the internet, I think, is like, uh, really what it is, is like th- there is an inherent fear. No one wants to trend negatively. 
You know what right, I mean? Right. Like it's that that fear because one yeah. that that dictates everything. That dictates yes, yes. the news now. Yes, yes. You know, like I sound like an eighty three year old man. Yeah, like, just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The news, but but it dictates the news because now, if you watch the news, like fifty percent of the stories are so on Twitter. Yeah, and yeah, not it's just crazy. Trump, I mean, yeah, it's period. crazy. Just like various stories have yeah. commentary, like Instagram comments as commentary. Yeah, you know, and yeah. so you know it dictates it. So no, everyone's afraid, and so everyone, you know, just more specifically, just like the creative process. I, you know, it totally. can be inhibiting to totally. the creative process. Even even the thought of wanting to make everybody happy because that, yeah. that's what it is. You, the internet is everybody, and you want to make. Yeah, and, and it's it's something and th- there's something about the internet too that makes you feel like in order to comment on it or or just be a part of this culture you have to take a real hard stance on things and that to not take a stance is to be either weak or cowardly and and especially for me it's like how, this seems like such a as hard a time as ever to have a stance on things just because things are changing so rapidly and it's so confusing and something I really liked <clears throat> about your sh- what made your show so great the Carmichael show which was so wonderful was that for me, the meaning of your show was the sum total of all of the disparate conversations being had by the family. You know what I mean? Yeah, that it's a story yeah. about the, the, the ecosystem of, of huge national disagreements and conversations can actually be happening within yeah. six people in a family. Yeah. And that those disagreements that we have, gi- giant political disagreements if you kind of look at them can sometimes be boiled down to just like you and your brother and the type of person you are yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With, with somebody else. I, I, it feels important at this time to, I, I don't know, at a time when so much of the politics is, is between and so much of the culture is between people planting their feet in the ground and saying, I'm right and you're wrong, mm-hmm. which I'm not saying, which of course that should be happening. And there are certain things happening in the culture where that fight needs to be happening. But for art to be a, you know, at least in some respect to, I don't know, acknowledge this, how confusing everything is, and and how, uh, I mean, I'm at a loss for words now because yeah. I've got to the topic of everything being so confusing yeah. I can't <laughs> articulate. Yeah. But, um, no, but but I'm saying I, you feel like you have an interest in that. Of I I felt like in your work and in your in in your standup too, you you seem to have an interest in portraying unresolved feelings or not necessarily having a, a stance on something yeah yeah a lot of time I, I like gray areas a lot you yeah. know and, and and it's that you have always kind of captured <laughs> this is gonna just turn into the, think I'll, this is not how we talk to each other by the way at our house. I don't know we sit we, I'm just saying we sit and point at each other and we go like yeah, yeah you're well, great well, you're awesome. well I will say I will say, <laughs> it's not that far away from certain moments we've had certain moments a lot of a lot of times I interact like the worst. But a lot of times I interaction is like that scene in network where they're just like wasted outside of a <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like without even drinking a lot of times it yeah. feels drunken. <laughs> just like a really yeah. like, uh, I, I know I don't know. How do we uh <laughs> all right, I don't know. We use, what do we usually talk about? We usually talk about just people we love and things we love. What do you love? What do and you we, love right no, now? We, what do you love? In, in That's very nice. That's a nice topic for us. Um, let's rank. Let's rank a twenty-four films from worst to best. Okay, ready? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy? There was a second where I almost started. Yeah, I know. I know. And you I know. can't start right. and then not. Yeah, let's all point just like all right. the worst. <laughs> um, no. What am I liking? Yeah, right but what now? like? Yeah, what are you listening to? 
I know that's such a probably podcasty question. Yeah. I don't listen to I don't listen to anything. We really like no. that Anderson Park new song. It's really and good. that Spike Jones thing with FK. It's really beautiful. So All cool. practical walls and stuff. Yeah, it's really good. amazing. It's a little terrifying though when I listened to that and I was like, oh man, this there's two things. This sounds incredible, and it also already sounds like an Apple commercial, which is a little terrifying. It's like, oh shit, Apple is, is so... Is Apple's finger really on Yeah, this? like, and it has been. The fact that, like, I really like this song, and this also... And it doesn't seem weird to be in an Apple commercial. I'm like, man, you guys... I mean, but... You really figured it but out. But they, they picked the right people. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, a lot of times... I mean, who am I to say who's right or wrong? Mm. I usually don't give that type of disclaimer when talking to you. Yeah. Who am I to say who's <laughs> yeah. the right people? It's like, oh, they're clearly wrong people. But that's another thing. That's a, that's an interesting thing to ask you. Like, something that feels so hard to me in terms of, like, being fresh or being exciting is that, like, the people running the ad agencies at all these big places, Apple, like, they are like us. It's not like it was, you know, I don't know, in the 70s or whatever, and you were like, you know, it was like films like Taxi Driver, and then the commercials were like, do do you have foot fungus? You know what I mean? It isn't like that. It's like, you put out Moonlight, and then, like, Samsung the next year will, like, use the aesthetic of Moonlight to make, like, a commercial that makes you, like, want to cry. Yeah. You know, so it's like, during the Olympics, it was insane. It was the most emotional. Yeah. Com- like, like the commercials like were back to back, like tugging at your heartstrings. And really well made and cool. I'm saying yeah. that that Spike Jones FK Twigs thing is really, in, and then like I think an incredible piece of filmmaking, and it's yeah. an Apple commercial. So it's like a little. I like it's the, a little like hard to fight us, the man when the man is well, I like what the, you aspire to. I like be. the thought of us in in a sense like. Sometimes I'm like, let's just bring it back to like the 60s and just like tell everybody that we're advertising. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like just like the real like Lucille Ball smoking Philip Morris yeah, type yeah, of way. Yeah, of yeah, just yeah. Like, it's just like own that this is a thing. Because like what I like about that commercial is that it is just about it's a it's clearly an ad. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it's not like apologizing for being like an ad. It yeah, just feels better than most things well that's the crazy thing about like snl used to parody commercials right Mm -hmm. and you know with all their funny parody commercials and then robotic and and then the commercials realized that those were funny and now like commercials feel like snl parody how would you parody a geico commercial yeah how would you parody an axe body spray oh they're making fun of the fact that when you put on axe body spray 20 girls jump on you and yet people buy axe body spray think it's it's so weird it's like there's a real and it grosses me out deeply when i feel like oh this is gonna be hard for me i shouldn't say this but this is i'm never gonna work on anything like i'll never be asked but like (laughs) deadpool is so deeply troubling to me Mm -hmm. because it's like a billion dollar corporation winking at the audience and everyone's just totally cool with it you know what i mean it's like it's a 200 million dollar movie with a guy being like here's the trailer for my stupid movie watch it you idiots and everyone's like yeah he gets it and i'm like does he (laughs) does deadpool get it yeah you know that that makes me look at stuff and go like man like but that irony is and that, all that stuff that is, is like such, just toothless that is such a victory in the world like in that film marketing they are going <laughs> they are going crazy yeah they did it man over deadpool and so i i can't wait to see like other people also try and go like yeah fuck you you idiots and yeah, like, yeah come see my movie you know like <laughs> i did like i did enjoy him killing mario lopez on the first run though is that what happened? I didn't see the, I didn't see he the movie. He killed Mario so. Lopez in, in one. And I only know this because I like to keep it on the hotel screen. 
Yeah. I'm gonna check into a hotel. I just like leave it on the, you know, Mario Lopez channel talking about movies. Yeah, right. So I just I know like the press. Oh yeah, I've seen this. I've like went to your hotel room yeah. and it's always like extra tonight or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I love. I just assumed that, that was just happening for no reason. Yeah, that I realized you put it on. I love infomercials because yeah. it doesn't apologize for what it is. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. like it's just so direct and people. It's so sad. It is sad, man. It's I don't. Very sad. I uh, I know we both shared a love of uh, Phantom Thread. We should probably talk about Phantom Thread. Oh my god! I, feel, I, I see. I get like nervous talking about stuff like that. Why? I don't know. I'm just saying because I feel. I think we both feel. Well, I don't know. I mean, you're a you're a deeply put together, confident person. <laughs> but like, um, I feel very. <laughs> I will. I talk. I'll talk about Phantom Thread. Like, a, I can talk about like as just a, a viewer and everything. I feel. Yeah, I well, feel like so new to the uh, world of film, and still feel like I'm really yeah. We always talk about out. how a lot of uh, a lot of things that are like classics we just watched. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like I saw time. Casablanca like six months. Yeah, ago. yeah, it's just like Breakfast at Tiffany's was cool. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't have that. We didn't grow up watching. No, no. Film. I didn't. Grow my up. father watched Con Air on TNT every day for my entire childhood. <laughs> <laughs> He's so much so that he would refer to Steve Buscemi as Rockhound because yeah. that's the character on Con Air. He'd be like, "Oh man, Rockhound's in this." Just, I'm like, "That's Steve Buscemi." <laughs> Look, I grew up wherever in the whatever, but I missed a lot of. <laughs> Wait, that is incredible! That what an incredible homage to your what brought you to this moment. I grew up in whatever. I grew doing up wherever whatever. in the whatever. I didn't feel like going into the whole Horatio Alger. Bullshit. Um, I would just love that. That is like the perfect narrative opening to a film. I grew up in where we're wherever. It's anyway, and then anyway, yeah. there's a whole like all types of movies. I'm like catching up on. Mm. You know, like I first moved to LA, and people, you know, just like sh- like shocked at things I hadn't seen yet. Yeah, and I was like, from the ghetto, of course, I haven't seen Bottle Rocket. Yeah, <laughs> where was I supposed to? Where, where was that going to be advertised to me? Yeah, uh, where, where? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 like, I feel similarly in the in the in the the cultural mecca of Gloucester, Massachusetts, where it was like <laughs> I'm just saying it's like yeah, I, I, I don't know. I wasn't seeing any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's funny because it is kind of a thing where I think that is an advantage, though. Like just the fact of like. There something about the new, even like a favorite filmmaker. Something about that, yeah, totally. The newness, the not. Yeah, well, we said like I mean, one of our favorites is like Steve McQueen, McQueen and, and, and like what's so up. incredible about him is I feel is, is sometimes movies feel crowded with people that are just like just making movies. I know that seems silly, but it's like oh, they've been fans of movies and are making movies, and I, I tend yeah. to like. Uh, I know Steve McQueen is this visual artist coming into this new medium, trying to express these other things in this new thing rather than just going oh i want to just make the movies i liked when i was a kid yeah and all that stuff can be really incredible and it's probably just defensive of me saying that um no but he i mean his like advice is like just go and try stuff make i mean i know it sounds like you know advice maybe you've heard before but he's like just i made so many mistakes he would just talk yeah. about like what but the mistakes were beneficial in this real you know yeah in this way that like he didn't he wasn't like beholden to some made-up standard of filmmaking you know right like right it's supposed right. to have right, right these elements his writing didn't reflect that the way like nothing he did reflected that you know so right. it's like 
that's why it's i mean that's why it's new yeah. I guess I don't know. Uh, what's the movie? That well, I we hate? like fam- we like fans, right? Yeah, but I'm we, trying to think. It would probably be more fun to talk about just something I hate. But no, I- no, we can't. Uh, you can't do that. I don't think you can do that legally. Every- um, everyone's great. Yeah, everyone's incredible. Everyone's so great. Dude. Everyone's doing great stuff. Yeah, I'm really happy for everybody. Um, <laughs> no, I feel great. Um, what about uh, this? This could maybe be relevant to people. I have no idea. Um, I feel like we are sort of fundamentally different people in very deep oh, sort of dispositional ways. No, no, cool. uh, our um, our race is in the, I don't even consider that. You know what I mean like in a true way. Like there's so many differences. I'm not going to talk for this part. You, you can just you can, I'm talking about it. Oh, you don't cons- oh, you don't consider my race, bro. <laughs> I was, it, you, you always say that the differences between us yeah that, no the races that's the, the least different thing the about. least different yeah, thing I, I can't us, say yeah. that but you can say that have, have a blast you don't think that's what what you think that would be genuine like because you said that i i will i will sooner riff about the shape of water than i will about <laughs> race four months before my film comes out <laughs> but the point is um the, and it really is it's it's sort of what my my movie is about in uh-huh. a way is um is that difference i'm saying I, I am wired i am a neurotic person i am i am very i very easily get nervous and worried and stressed i i'm just wired that way i'm yeah. just a, i've always been wired that way when i was a kid like in school i thought like we went to the I would go to the hospital all the time because they thought I had stomach issues. And we did all these tests on them. And then it wasn't until 10 years later, I was like, oh, I was just nervous. I was just shitting my pants at school every day because I was yeah. fucking so nervous about getting a B plus or whatever. And you yeah, it was are all- not that way. I mean, if I can describe you to you right now, you, you seem, at least to me and to everyone that's ever fallen fallen into your orbit, that that you are impervious to stress and i have seen you in very high stress situations <laughs> not feel stressed to abs- to an almost psychopathic degree and it's in it's interesting i mean i look i in many ways i look to you to hope that some of that um easiness can rub off on me you constantly say to me every time i see you genuinely out of it seems you genuinely say this is the happiest I've ever been. You're saying that all the time. Yeah, no, and I, you don't even realize you say it every single time I see you. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean I'm very, very happy. I don't know, but I just, for people that for people that I and I would assume more of the people listening are probably similar to me than you in that respect. What is your advice for for stressful people other than just being born the way you are? Uh, I mean. Do exactly what you want to do. Yeah, I knew this wasn't going to work. <laughs> this is just the way but, you are. But, but that's the thing. Just do exactly what you want to do. Like we, it's too many people weighing in on what you make, and it's just like ignore that. Mm. <laughs> like, can you, know, can you like, trace though why stress just doesn't stick to you? Has it always been that? Can you remember a time being stressed? Um, I think you know probably like early on in school for other reasons getting picked on and that type of stuff until yeah. uh until I wasn't you know until right. like eighth grade and you just kind of like you know you I don't know I I, I just didn't it, it's no point it's not productive yeah you know what I mean like stress uh, isn't really that productive because it's uh, like yeah. all right you 
I guess, look, you can use it to be productive. I, you know, like even you, you wear anxiety, not in a sense of like, you're not just like worried. You are figuring out ways to fix things like it. Yeah, but I'm not I'm looking a, at my stress like it's productive, so I'll keep it. You know what I mean? It's like it's completely yeah. out of my control. If I could snap my fingers and not be stressed, I would totally do that yeah. in, a, in a second. Yeah. You would. I. You have the power, I know. Like, you could become stressed if, if you felt like it would help you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, this is a great story about you. This is just, like, so indicative of the complete psychopath you truly are. Is we were at, like, dinner once. And we were talking about like how you haven't cried in as long as you can remember. Yeah. I was like, wait, you haven't cried at anything? He's like, no. And then I'm like, what if, but for a movie, what if you were acting in a movie? Would you cry then? You're like, oh yeah, I could definitely do that. I'm like, no, you couldn't. If you've never <laughs> cried in your life, you could never cry in a movie. And then he goes, I'm going to try it. And you sat there and you cried. Yeah. You, he, across from the dinner table, just because he wanted to, he was able to do the thing that the natural life hadn't given to him in, in 20 years, which you is just, just insane. But but you know what I'm saying. You are a person with a clear vision of what you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I, no, maybe, maybe. No, not, not, I don't, I don't have, you are, oh man, I, this is, is I know. this what this is? God damn I'm it. saying, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I'm saying, I, I just don't want to sound like these wacky people like just, just uh, yeah you're you're this no you're this. yeah okay yeah, but yeah. um um you <laughs> but, but it's i'm being drawn towards it because i am you know what it's like the formalism of this actually like allows me to interrogate yeah you no in a way that we never would because because if you ever started talking to me like this or vice versa in real life you, go, what the you fuck would kick are me you out of doing? your home yeah I'd go what the <laughs> fuck are you doing um but let me just turn this on you just for a second because okay. this, right. this is more fun for me. Is it scary? Would you feel like I think something you you're personally interested in is just the idea of ambition and wanting to be something. And are you terrified of is there is there terror of not capitalizing on any potential you have? Is there uh, what do you feel about? Not do you, cap- do you are you are you like sort of like I don't know like. Kobe-esque or like you know in terms of just like you can't see failure in front of you even if you tried or are you okay with failure in front of you if you were to find it or um I mean yeah I mean think certain failures are uh, like I know it's inevitable you know like you'll always have like something everything it's always intention I just know the, the my intention doing things is uh to either have a like a learning experience or to really contribute to whatever it is right right? and i just trust that intention and that's pretty much it like i i know that and that and that manifests itself through everything like through who you're around what you read and all of those things like just come from that and like it really is i know that sounds like the bullshit answer maybe but like it really is just i just it's complete trust in that i you know i just try to have that because then it's no Look, I have specific career goals and that type of thing, but more so the goal is to like, again, I know this may sound like silly or whatever, but the the goal is to have an idea and to be able to put that idea out in whatever form that is. I don't need to be in it or whatever. I just want to be able to get ideas out. That's the goal. So it's, it's not necessarily a number attached to a lot of them or like a certain criteria. It's just the opportunity. Right. To have that. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? And yeah. like, I trust that. Does that does that make sense? I think so. I, I think so. I'm trying to, because I've always felt about you specifically that like you should you should be you could be like Tony Robbins or whatever. <laughs> I'm saying you just have sort of innate social skills that play out really well for people in being productive. And I was thinking, I feel like I in, in a lot of ways look to be a. a almost a student of your disposition and i'm just thinking just tr- i'm trying to steer this to some way of like how can we be how can we make this slightly productive for anyone listening given that we're not in- incredibly well established filmmakers yeah, yeah. In, in this space um, of like you know there's yeah no I feel, uh, but but the thing I, is you were feeling the same way working at footlocker right i mean that, that yeah, that's the truth yeah, that the you, you you were you were just as you were just as ambitious and and hungry and looking and and satisfied working at Foot Locker as you, as you are now as you're you know yeah yeah I'm, I'm thankful it's usually like a center of happiness and gratitude and all of that stuff is but it your family is it God yeah yeah God family you know just you know I, I'm good. I trust that I'll work really hard <laughs> I trust that I'll figure like and if it all went family. away you you would be fine and I know you kind of crave that I'm not trying to lead you but yeah no I, I uh you're saying I crave failing miserably and then having to build yourself oh that's fun well it's fun because then you're like in survival mode and you got to figure stuff out you right know? like I respect that but it's funny because I mean you said it but you also I feel like you could do almost anything well it in a real sense no in a real sense and i'm saying not more so because i do think you are really thoughtful like genuinely very very thoughtful and willing to take time and figure a thing out which is why like really i mean you look at eighth grade eighth grade is a product of a thoughtful person of a very thoughtful director you know like someone who actually took time to like you know learn and figure things out and i do think I, do you trust in that? You, that that's what I'm asking. Don't you trust in that ability to like? Yeah, I mean, I think I have a good dodge for this question that I think is like it is that I think the movie's a little bit about. And as we're talking, you probably don't feel this, but as you're talking, I feel a like a, a slight little sense of panic listening being the person listening to this going who the fuck are these two people talking to each other rubbing each other's back you know like yeah. and i think that is slightly what the movie is about so so i'm saying i know this sounds like a dodge but like no that whatever thoughtfulness is not necessarily just kind being thoughtful is you know it's being full of thoughts thoughts can be anything yeah. you know but there's i think there's this increasing increasing sense everyone has of what we're doing now like what we're doing now, performing a conversation with each other mm-hmm. yeah, to yeah. a bunch of people trying to act like it's casual, yet it's totally not casual. It's structured and it's not structured. Um, we can talk freely, but we also have to be completely aware of who is listening. I do think that has trickled down because of the internet and social media into everyone's lives. Where ev- like the sort of weird added stress of this conversation is plastered on all interactions now because of social media making everything public and that's not good and not positive and it's really stressful and that's sort of slightly what i'm trying to attempt to capture both of us really love jackie you know love the film jackie and part of the reason is and i know you are very obsessed with the idea of people being aware of their own narratives and shaping their own narratives and that was a thing 
in the past that was sort of only afforded or required of really famous people or people, you know, in real positions of power mm-hmm. to have to have their own narrative. You, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And now it's everyone doing that. And, and, and this movie partly is about, well, what does it feel like to have to feel like you have to tell your own story when you're a 13 year old kid with, with really no story that's as grand as the stakes that or the standards that have been set for how, what a story should be in the real life. In the real world, I, I, it's not really an answer to your question, but that, that is sort of, I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to get at. It's like the same thing that sort of can make interviews or things a little bit stressful or crazy for me is the thing I'm trying to talk about, which is how do you exist as a real person? Yes, exactly. But being seen though, being seen. And I think the sort of experience that was only afforded to celebrities or in my case d-list comedians you know i i did stand up for a long time and my stand-up was about me being a comedian and me having an audience and me being watched because that was my experience so mm-hmm. i had to be honest about it and i it was i found that 15 year old kids with felt the same way i did and yeah it was really weird i was going why do you understand yeah the people, idea of I mean, having people, an audience, people, but they do. Everyone people has... People release statements. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you look at, like, you know, tweets and, you know, posts on whatever, it, like, people speak, like, yeah, they, they craft things. Like, you wake up in the morning, you have to craft, the, like, yes. the, the narrative of your experience has to be, like, because we think, like, publicist. We yeah, think, like, yeah. we have to speak to the press because you are. You are mm. releasing a statement yes. of your own well-being, of your own existence. You're crafting a yeah, statement. Yeah, and, and it's and just like, for, and it's for an audience of 12. But yeah, it's still, but it's the it's same it's thing. An audience is an thing. audience. I mean, yeah. people have anxiety to speak in front of, you know, just a table full of people. Oh, so, yeah, of yeah, course, like, of course. Yeah. And, like, I think you are someone who is naturally wired where that works, that sort of culture works with your personality. I don't, I don't, I think you embrace that and you work sort of effortlessly with it. Um, and the story of my movie and sort of me is that is sort of feeling like, what does it feel like to be, I know it seems silly because I was a comedian, but to be naturally introverted in a world where you are required to be um, extroverted, you know, that, that, yeah. that's what's strange to me. And also I will say we, I, I I could say we deeply love and care for each other. I'm saying no, that. I'm, no, that, 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 I'm saying that's why we're we're well, spitting well, compliments. That's also why. That's also why uh, we are. <laughs> you get the performed version of it yeah. is because it's also like to protect. We could easily set each other up to like say some. Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and because it's like. You got a movie coming out, and yeah, you know, yeah, I'll yeah. be whatever doing the what's it called, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and right, so it's right. like, all right, let's protect each other from those yeah. perspective things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, which um, is, and it's hard because because I think like any true friendship, a lot of it is rooted in it's not even talking shit. I think it comes across being analytical, of course, the, but the dangerous shit. thing. Yeah, of course. But the dangerous thing is, I I really do think it is you try and figure it out and reconfigure a thing and like you're you're dissecting you know what i mean more than i think is yeah and yeah. of course some of it is just pure like but yeah just i don't be, like it you're being assholes yeah <laughs> whatever but like i do think that you know it is important to like 
you know, hopefully I'm I'm hoping every friendship has this, even though publicly we have to do the song and dance sometimes or yeah, people yeah. feel the need to. Like I hope that people are I hope people aren't just saying everything's good and fine and all right and like, yeah, man, well and, and whatever it represents politically, you know, confusing that for the art itself. I hope people are going like I don't know what the fuck would uh, I, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. analyzing. Well, and well it is that. wild, and we'll probably have to tread lightly here. But like, obviously, the conversation on Twitter in it, it makes a lot of sense that in Trump's America, that us of the whatever you know side that maybe isn't that wants to just completely bind together in the face of this insanity that's sort of above mm-hmm. our heads. Mm-hmm. Um, but it gets a little strange maybe in the artistic community or something where it feels like we all have to be fighting for this or all have to be slightly on the same page with each other. I'm saying yeah. the point and, is... And felt, what is clearly a competitive field. Creatively. You know, I, a creative yeah, creatively com- no, pe- no, and that doesn't uh, yeah, have yeah. to mean the the jealous, angry version of it, but yeah. it is it is a competitive field and like... The idea, I think the biggest lie, the facade that we hold up is this sense of like, and we all know, even with streaming, there's only a certain number of outlets for (laughs) like things and we are fighting for it and we're fighting for the attention of everybody, you know, and it's competitive. I'm saying it would it would it have been as cool if you heard like, it's like Jimi Hendrix being like, just listen to, hey, Hey, at the Beatles, great new album. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that would oh, just—I I don't gross. know. It'd just be like, Ugh, like I don't—I don't want. I, I can imagine, and this is—you know what? I would—I would love if there was like a third. Per, I wish there was like a twenty-two-year-old kid here that was like just getting into the business. Yeah, or something. yeah. we could ask exactly. her, like, what do you think about what does it look like to you? What does the culture look like to you? What does it feel like to be starting to be creative in this? area do we sound like old out of touch guys yeah my basic worry for young people it's very 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 hard i think for young people that are engaged in the internet to like take the time to put the work in to make something good Mm -hmm. and substantial which if you're gonna make something substantial that's you know whether it's an hour-long comedy special or a pilot or whatever it is Mm -hmm. um part of the artistic process is retreating disappearing we talk about this a lot yeah disappearing and then coming to the world with a thing, oh, I look, I just spent eight months, a year, two years on this thing. Here it is. And and right now, this sort of, for kids break trying to break into the business or whatever, trying to get attention, um, the impulse is, you have an idea, put it out there. Yeah. Get, get your Twitter going, you get your Instagram outlet, going. Yeah. Like, you Each have, day you have, feels like a day that you, a missed opportunity. Exactly. When like, yeah. there's nothing more, in my opinion, the best PR for you is good work that you spent a, a while making. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just worry that we'll have sort of the artistic equivalent of um, like a 24-hour news cycle. You know what I mean? Where just everything is sort of fresh and topical and ages like milk. And and um, I don't know. We, mm-hmm. we talk about, I know you talk about the value, I think, of uh, not being present, disappearing in, in, in oh, this world absolutely. of, you know, of... of feeling like people are too in our faces all the time or i, I don't know but also I go crazy you say, at, like at, at, you know stuff. the need to perform should be turned off in any way right like the need to like you know you go on stage and you get off stage 
yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Right, like, right. you know, like, like you and perform. I mean, just in a sense, an Instagram picture is a performance of sorts. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? uh, the talk show appearances, all these. Things. Yeah, it is just I don't want to like perform a lot. That's why I can't. I I'm just not on because it's like yeah, the need to that. Well, it's be, like and if someone Googles Gerard Carmichael, you want the first three things they see to be things you spend a lot of time on your yeah. show or your special, not, oh, he was throwing, you know, a bag of Skittles at someone's head on some talk show or whatever they do on those things. Like, I don't even get it. It's like, it's like Drug Carmichael ate a live bird. It's like, why do these people want to do this? Um, but it's, it's also, oh, oh this is that's fine. something. That's, that's the door. You want to get it, Drug? Uh, grab it. Oh my God. What is it? Oh, it's a package. Okay. Drug's going to sign for this package. Oh, I'm sorry. We're, 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 we're doing it. We're recording something. I'm sorry. But we, we support your cause. No, I appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh. That's nice. I was just casually shooting down like some probably really well-meaning charity coming to our door. by A24? <laughs> exactly. No, that was... I, that was <laughs> just like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was... I, have, I've, I don't know what Chris and James was about to present. <laughs> and I do feel like... I feel like I'm missing. <laughs> Wait, what was, could what be was missing it? out on an opportunity. Yeah, there's just someone in a um, in a uh, teal shirt and a bow tie. Oh God! That turned around, and said, "Hi, I'm Christian, Christian James." And and then you and I was the one. I'm a little mad at you because you cut off. Yeah, Christian James right before <laughs> we could be missing an opportunity I know, right now. I know. And I don't know what it was. I was excited to hear. Well, and that was, was like a, immediately. That was a good metaphor, I think, for the differences between us and and you know. Oh, I would have let the whole thing play out. Yeah, yeah. You would have. Yeah, yeah. No, there was no. There was no version of that where I was ready to go. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you would have. You set him up with a put pilot or something, knowing you. Um, but <laughs> but my 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 feeling, which is creeping me out. Tell me if I'm wrong or not. You know, yeah. is that like people's interest in celebrities which is just creeping me out a lot is that it's almost like like really famous actors people are fans of them as people first mm -hmm. and then vaguely fans of them as actors yeah. it's like it's like well we really like watching insert really famous person's name here we really like their funny interviews on the press tour mm -hmm. and then sometimes their movies are kind of cool yeah. but like what we really like is their persona and that that is to me, like, but you're conditioned death. to, yeah, yeah, you're you conditioned know, that's to be really that because scary. you, you know, we allow access, you know what I mean? Like, like people, if you allow that much access, then it, it, it is, you, you, you put out more content probably on IG yeah, than yeah, you do. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you're posting every day, then like, yeah, that number adds up. So you get accustomed more than a movie. to seeing people yeah exactly if you see them yeah yeah exactly yeah like that's that's it i mean but i don't know what the fuck do i know i know exactly and I that's know. the thing is that be, i yeah, we're, we're just guessing idiots talking yeah. shit that'll probably be either Ostracized there's a chance from the industry or yeah we'll either completely fail and then that'll be its thing or we'll be able to succeed and we'll end up being complete hypocrites so there's probably I'm no really there's no that. world in which five years from now we look back on this with any sense of um happiness or uh, uh just full of regret but um <laughs> what did what did barry and greta talk about they just talked about like sacramento we probably probably should have just uh, talked we should have just stuck home. to that, that would have been LA. a lot better <laughs> like, yeah, exactly we should uh do a uh break for me undies and Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> those are always yeah, those yeah, are, yeah. and every yeah, podcast. So, yeah, yeah. Meundies and Dollar Shave Club is always the ones. <laughs> the, the honest version of this conversation would be just 
Well, I know. Ten minutes of Dallas. Of, of, of going like, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> you really want to shave? You want to put a razor on your face for, for a, a dollar? dollar? <laughs> yeah. Come on, dude. <laughs> okay, uh, so. Um, I feel good about it. I feel I feel I feel generally I feel good, good about it. Yeah. Um given the given the task of um having to have our fir- you know what it feels like? It feels like a, like a couple, you know, like a husband and wife, husband and husband. Why not? That um you know, has been married 8 years, had a good sex life and now is forced to have sex on stage in front of a bunch of uh, strangers. <laughs> and you know for the first 5 minutes you got to find your rhythm a little yeah, bit. We really don't know, you know, it's it. a whole different yeah. context yeah. for um love making. But always aware. I at, at no point have not been aware of uh <laughs> Well, and, and, yeah, and it's me, it's this. me finding out that my husband this entire time uh has been picturing an audience watching yes. us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. The whole and it was time. <laughs> and, the whole time I play crowd noises in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think are who's the Greta and who's the Barry here? That's the real question. It's a good question. What do you I, think? You know, I don't I don't know. I could probably make an argument for either way. Yeah, I think you got Greta in you. I feel like Greta I haven't met her or known her, but I feel like she's has a very good disposition. Very, she seems very she, have a deep happiness. Yeah, but you've also got a lot of Barry. You're probably Greta and Barry, and I'm like, I'm the Redarte sisters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm both Redarte sisters. That's what I am. So I think maybe a good way to bring it home would be talk about something we we hinted at it, but something you recently saw in anything that you really really loved that inspired you. Snoop Dogg has a gospel album. Oh boy, you know that that's kind of been. I don't know. It's insane. My Uber driver liked it. That's great. What about you? You know, I keep thinking about that movie Raw. I say that movie. Did you see Raw? Oh, Raw was incredible. Yeah. Raw was such a... Julia DeCorna, she's a French filmmaker. It was her first movie. Which is insane. Which is crazy. Which is really... really, And that's the thing. We... I Raw think a fun beautiful. thing for us is that we have, because we're both very interested in film and want to get into the film world and do it. And like... She was Geppetto. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, like controlling, like we all, like there were moments where like the audience, like everyone kind of held themselves. Yeah. Like, yeah. Had to, yeah. Like, look away. It was. And that feels like phenomenal. an ability that only you can only get after like multiple films to be able to be so in control, in control of the audience yeah. and tone and what they're feeling. Um, but yeah, that, that really inspired me. And, and it's, okay. it's all variants. It, what's nice about being in this being able to be lucky to be in this world is that it's really terrifying. You know what I mean? I'm saying yeah, yeah. the people intimidate the shit out of me. You know what I mean? And and we we both know the well, Safties who are around our age or a little older and are you know terrifyingly talented and yeah no, oh, and Josh, I feel like amazing. we I, you know I feel like uh, I'll speak for myself. We feel like a slightly faking it till I make it and hopefully we'll make it soon. But just we'll fake it until really then. guessing just but no but you. You made an incredible film. For whatever that's worth, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, just like just forty five minutes of trying, uh, figuring out how to take a compliment. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, uh, God damn it! <laughs> Stop fighting this. It's <laughs> a lot of fighting. Um, in conclusion, I I love you. Shut up. Um, and I appreciate you being here. And now let's turn this thing off and talk about what we just did for an hour and a half yeah uh, really, hereditary really. will be in theaters june 6th <laughs> it is incredible i'm excited it to see hereditary. incredible it might not be june 6th but that is incredible 
just a twenty four is the best, and and uh, works. They they have really cool sweatshirts, and um, yeah, we're excited to be a part of the uh, the the family. What are we doing? What are you? I have no idea what what I'm doing. Meundies, we're out. (laughs) Peace. Thanks for listening. Look out for episode three next month. Keep sending your thoughts and ideas to podcast at a24films.com. The A24 podcast is produced by us, A24. A special thanks to Doug and Aaron at Robot Repair who composed our theme.